0: welcome back to blake's takes everyone i'm your host blake as always with me my co-host garrett hey guys and today as promised we are going to be doing the review on the last half of the obi-wan kenobi series which had a very eventful finale to it yes it did I would definitely argue that this last half was better than the first half for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We also kind of did a review on the show already with another podcast called Whatever We Want Podcast, uh, hosted by Jacob and Dan. Great hosts. We had a blast, you know, reviewing this show with them. So after you check this out, go check them out as well. They got some great content on their podcast also. Okay, not going to lie, the second half um, actually started off kind of weak, uh, Episode, yes. episode four was this whole, like, rescuing Leia from this facility episode, which really felt like a filler episode. Yeah, and it was really short, too. Yes, so short, and I'm like, man, you cannot have this kind You can't have an episode like that no. in a six-episode series. Yeah. Every single thing needs to be just, like, groundbreaking and, you know, bringing something new to the table um every time they're on the screen right because you need to make the most of the time that you have with a six episode series Six episodes is not a lot of time no it is not not to mention not only is it six episodes but yeah like we said these episodes are like 38 to 50 minutes max insane like i mean i swear if you're gonna have something this short every episode's gotta be like an hour yeah an hour i know so actually i just heard this news as well um, but Kenobi, the plans originally were going to be to release it as a trilogy, a movie trilogy, but they saw after Solo happened and how bad that did at the box office, they rethought that process and ended up deciding on doing a series for Disney+. Plus. I mean, I get that, but okay, also, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you're using the original exactly. actor. yes. That's such a different scenario. It is, it such is. Such a different scenario. Because you're going to have those characters like Darth Vader, you know, talking about Anakin and Obi-Wan, Luke Skywalker, Leia, yeah. you know. And you brought back Ewan McGregor yes. and Hayden Christensen. Yes. it would have brought in the money, trust me. Yeah, it, there would have been no issue there. No, not at all. So yeah, fourth episode. Definitely I'd say probably the weakest of the series. Mm-hmm. But then we get to episode five. And right off the bat, opening up with flashback shots of Hayden Christensen back as Anakin Skywalker. Yes. Training with Obi-Wan. And I know that's what everyone had been waiting for in this show. Everyone wanted some flashbacks. Yeah. And I loved how they used uh this opportunity to show the similarities between um, Anakin as, you know, a Padawan yep. and still learning and, um, Vader now. I yes. mean, cause we saw a lot of those similar weaknesses of, you know, being too bold, uh-huh. being too confident, too impatient, too impatient. And we saw all these come together and it's the same reason why, um, you know, he struggles now. Yeah. Cause the flashbacks did happen periodically throughout the episode and each, you know, flashback was, Moving along with the story as well within that episode. Yes. Then comes the final moment within this episode, and we get the fight between Darth Vader and Ariva. but not before the moment where Darth Vader comes in like an absolute badass and pulls down the ship with one hand. One hand. Like, we've seen Rey struggle, and we've seen Rey and other Force users like struggle to uh-huh. control like a small little ship. Yes. And Vader's just, and they're using like everything they got. Yes. And they couldn't even do that. Yeah. And here comes Vader, pulls it down with one hand like it's freaking nothing. Yep. And once it's on the ground, just rips the walls off. Like rips they're made part. of paper. Yes. I swear. Oh my God. We've been waiting for an opportunity for them to use today's CGI yep. to show yep. Vader's true strength. And they freaking did that in episode five with uh-huh. that example right there. Absolutely. And then yeah, right after we go into the fight with Riva. Yep. And oh my God, what a disrespectful fight! Yeah, he didn't even pull out his own lightsaber. Didn't even pull out his own lightsaber. Was stopping all of her moves with the force yep. and took her lightsaber, broke it in half, threw the other side, and and said like basically said get up with his eyes. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> So what do we feel about the plot twist though with Reva's character and her wanting to kill Vader? I mean, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, you know, she the entire time I felt like she just had this this like really random um motivation to be Grand Inquisitor and all this. Right. And so, you know, it finally made sense like why she was trying to get like higher up. Yes. Is so she could, you know, meet Vader in person. Cause she knew if she got She knew if she got Obi-Wan for Vader, one, he would be ecstatic and, you know, would like go in person to see Obi-Wan, and not only that, he would be distracted because she knows that Obi-Wan means a lot Uh to Anakin. Yes. So, um, she she was gonna use that as her opportunity to kill him, and... Her dumb ass thought she could actually do it. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, she even does say to Obi-Wan, and what makes you think he won't see it coming? Yeah. He does. <laughs> oh, he knew, so, yeah. It saw it from a mile away. Yeah. You didn't think I saw it, did you, youngling? youngling? Yeah. Come on now. So disrespectful. Uh, But man, what a great moment for for Vader. And then come the final episode where we just get the ultimate showdown that We've been waiting for the whole series. We knew we were going to get it, and it just absolutely lived up to the hype. For sure. I mean, that final battle between Obi-Wan and Vader was just so good, in my opinion. And um, I loved the uniqueness of, like, how they were using the Force, uh, like, throwing the rocks and, like, Vader creating the little, like, earthquake earthquake and everything. I love the ways that we got to see the Force being used in this Series, yeah, and then um obviously you know the broken helmet scene. Yep, everybody's talking about that. How yep. they were using the lighting to show you know the st- the conflict of good and evil that's still inside Vader. Yeah, and that was just so good to see. And that famous and that famous line now. Um, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, yep. I did. Yep. Oh my God, that that gave me chills. It it was pretty amazing to finally. See Hayden Christensen's face and hear his voice mixing back and forth between uh, James Earl Jones' Darth Vader voice as yes. well. Beautiful mix. Um, and Jacob Adan on the Whatever We Want podcast touched up on this subject as well, which brought a really, really interesting question. And in those moments when Anakin was telling Obi Wan that he didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, people were debating, like, oh, is this. Anakin coming out and giving Obi-Wan his relief and letting him know that he didn't kill Obi-Wan or is it Anakin proving to himself that he is Vader there is no more Anakin in him see me personally I think it was I think it was Vader talking right like just like saying one last F you to Obi-Wan Anna like Anakin. <laughs> yeah, like you're not responsible for my for my power and my darkness. Mm-hmm. I am. I right. did this to myself. Right. Um. I don't. I personally don't think it was there to comfort Obi Wan at all. And I like that. I like that better. That it is Vader talking to himself. Yeah. Like, hey, buddy, this is me. This is all me. All the darkness. Yeah. And I um. And I also think it was also like a way to let Obi Wan know like don't even try to appeal right. to my humanity because there's none left right <laughs> i fucking love vader <laughs> oh my god so good such a great and, story and um you know and w- cuz once he says that you see obi-wan gives up like yep. he was he yep. gives up on trying to talk to him like he was saying how sorry he was yep. and everything and um but then after that he's just like bye darth yeah. Like, that was it. Calls him Darth. He's like, my friend is truly dead. Yeah. And makes a lot more sense of what Obi-Wan tells what happened to Anakin with Luke. Yeah. uh, Because Luke was like, why didn't you tell me Anakin was my father? Like, you didn't tell me he was still alive. Well, because, you know, Anakin was dead. Yeah, he really was. Uh-huh. Um, Yeah, he said a young Jedi named Darth Vader, yep. he betrayed and murdered your father. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he sure did. Yes, he did. But yeah. Fight choreography was beautiful in that last battle. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, as well with the helmet breaking, uh, gives us the inspiration as well from the show Rebels with Ahsoka. Yes, breaking Darth Vader's helmet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, and you know, Ahsoka does the same thing when she like sees Anakin's yep. face. Like when you see when you see the face of your friend, like it, yes. it, it's it's easy to attack that droid looking helmet yes. that he wears. But, um, once you make actual eye contact, yeah with someone, it it makes a huge difference. Does. and like it makes you realize just like, like this is actually your former friend who's doing right. this. uh-huh. you know, that, but, yeah, great inspiration yeah. from the Rebel series with that. And I also loved the nod to the high ground in this fight. Uh, uh-huh, uh uh-huh. I, I loved I loved seeing that. I was yeah. like, oh, shit, Vader's got the high ground yep. now. As he piles a bunch of rocks <laughs> on his ass. Mm-hmm. And then to finish the episode off, we get uh, the famous hello there. yep. And we also get Liam Neeson back as Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh-huh. Qui-Gon, you lo- I know you love Qui-Gon. I lo- bro, Qui-Gon's so good. Like, honestly, if Qui-Gon didn't die... All of Star Wars would be different. Yes, that's true. <laughs> it, would, it would all be different, bro. Yeah. Man, man played a critical role. He did. He did. And he didn't like the Jedi Council. Nope, he did not. Uh, honestly, Qui-Gon was probably like the most reasonable Jedi yeah. you would ever meet. As far as like, you know, with the strictness around um, human attachments and all that, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, like yeah. Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon didn't care, bro. No. Oh, and not to mention, I almost forgot as well. Yeah, uh, Ian McDiarmid returns as as Palpatine, and I wasn't sure. What, I didn't know we were going to get that at the end. I know everyone was expecting Qui Gon Jinn, obviously. Yeah, but um, yeah, we get a little moment there where Palpatine is telling Vader, you know, Obi Wan, is really clouding your judgment and your mind on this. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that moment between Palpatine and Vader kind of makes sense why. This would be the last time that Vader doesn't see Obi-Wan until A New Hope. Yeah. Cuz you know, it's letting him it's letting it control him. Yeah, no. Uh I mean, it's like pretty well known that like Palpatine did not love Vader going on personal vendettas right. like this because it took away from like his responsibilities that he gave him like with the Empire and everything. Yeah. Like But yeah, honestly, like once the once like a, a majority of the Jedi were taken care of, And, um, once the Inquisitors were in place, like, there wasn't really a need for Vader to, like, go out and do all this personally. Right. But... He wanted to right. cuz this was all so personal to him. Yes. Especially Obi-Wan. Yeah, and as we all know Anakin just does everything off emotion. Yeah, oh for real. Like wh- when did he ever take an order? Exactly. Man never took an order. Oh my god, there's been so many times like from Clone Wars where he just disobeys every order from yeah. Obi-Wan. Bro, he literally commits like in our definition of it, he commits a war crime. Yeah. Do, did you do you realize that? Which one? He uh he goes up to the droids and he fakes a surrender. You can't, oh. that's, that's literally a war crime yeah. to fake a surrender. Yeah. You can't do that. That's fucked up, man. It is fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, based off the way this show ended, you know, with Vader and Palpatine and then Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, you know, do you think we'll get a season two? I think it's very possible. And obviously they're going to try and capitalize off this. Right. Um as a, I think it was the most watched Disney Plus series so far. Yeah. I mean it, what do you expect? Star it, Wars fan base just runs so deep and especially with characters with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Yeah, it appeals to such a wide fan yeah. base. Yeah. And um I just don't know where the conflict would come in next. Like I mean right. I I know if they do do a season 2 they're going to do some uh um Force Ghost training. Yep. With uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Yep. Um, but as far as conflict goes, I have no idea. I don't know what other characters they would try and bring in. Yeah. Um, door's really like wide open as to what they <laughs> yeah, want to do. It is. I wouldn't mind a season two, obviously, as I just love Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. Yeah. So we'll just see where that goes. But I also don't want anything like hindering his character as well. You know what I mean? Same, yeah. A few things that were my favorite about the show, I'll start with Obi-Wan himself is I didn't like how quickly he became strong again with the Force because in that first battle with Vader he was very very weak and then all of a sudden in this last battle oh my god it's like a switch just absolutely flipped. See, I mean I I have heard that criticism. I mean the way I think about it. So mentality is so important when it comes to like your connection with the Force and yeah. everything. And for a Jedi, these feelings of fear and self-doubt, like all that is going to hurt your ability to use the force. And um, that's that, kind of why they didn't that, want Anakin on the Jedi Council. Exactly. And um, that's also why we see Obi-Wan struggling this entire time is because he's just so terrified of Vader. Yes. Terrified. <laughs> And um and you know, we see the they show like flashes of that of what's going on in his head yeah. um when he's being crushed by the rocks. Um, but then when he started thinking of like Leia and um, you know, people that are important to him. Yeah, I started and, thinking and, about and, attachments and, that yes. the Jedi Order doesn't let you have. You can rant on that later. Uh. Um, but yeah, so he started thinking of like these positive things and like fighting for something instead of just like fighting to you know save his own life from the force that is vader and um when he started thinking that way that's when that switch like flipped is when he switched his mentality yeah it's almost like emotions do come into play with using the force well i mean they always have it's just that's not the jedi way they think (laughs) they they want you to be calm and collected and you know Any kind of emotion is a distraction and having attachments leads to fear of losing those attachments. doesn't Luke use emotions pretty often for, you know, I I can't speak to that. Okay. Another thing I was a little upset about was the music in this uh, show as well. Yeah. Now I get it. They're trying to do their own thing. You know, they don't want to rely on the nostalgia of the prequels and whatnot. Yeah. They don't want to be, they want, they don't want this to be prequels 3.5. Right. I mean, But I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to hear any of like Obi-Wan or Anakin's themes during that last battle in the final episode because, okay, don't tease us with Duel of the Fates in the trailer yeah, and then give us no prequel music whatsoever. (laughs) Like incorporate it within the score itself for the show. Yeah, that was kind of cruel to do that. Yeah. And, um... And they could have even done, they didn't have to use those exact scores, but they could have done music that was like inspired by those, right. by the prequel movies. Exactly. And I would have been good with that too. Yeah. But they just kind of went a total different direction. Yes. And, um, you know, I mean, you can call it nostalgia, you can call it what you want, but I guarantee you, you take somebody who's never heard this music before and you take the, you take the music from episode three and you take the music from Obi-Wan and you play it for people. They're going to pick episode three. Well, yeah, because I mean, not to mention nostalgia or not, it doesn't fucking matter because that is one of the best scores of all time. Yeah, it's just great music. It is. Every musical piece on Revenge of the Sith is just absolute slap. Yeah, there's no skips on that. No, no skips at all. And I don't know how more people aren't talking about this, but the Obi-Wan intro theme sounds exactly like Spider-Man PS4 theme. Have we not noticed this? I actually haven't paid attention. Oh, my God. It sounds almost exactly like it. So I'll play the Obi-Wan intro theme for you real quick. Let you hear that. No way. Okay, and now I'm going to play you the Spider-Man PS4 theme real quick. Oh, my God. Tell me how more people aren't talking about this. <laughs> I I honestly had not noticed it, but yeah, that trumpet is like Bro. exactly the same. It the same tune and everything. Dun, 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 dun. Like same Except obi shit. once was just like a little lower, slightly. But same tune, like same rhythm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, yeah, music wasn't really up to par with you what you would say Star Wars music, in my opinion. Yeah, Star Wars music just has, like, a specific vibe, especially with John Williams, and John Williams did this. He did, that's why I'm shocked it wasn't as good as it was. I know, because John Williams is normally on it, bro. And, you know, not to say that the music can't be its own thing in the Star Wars universe and be amazing, because as we've seen from The Mandalorian, Mandalorian has great music, great own theme from uh, Ludwig Gordizon. Um, but it still feels like Star Wars, but it still, yeah, still feels like Star Wars. And it has like that Western space vibe to it as well. If you're going for space Western, yeah, killed it. Yeah, absolutely. Killed it. Which is what they were going for. Exactly. So not to say the music can't be great within its own right. Yeah. But nothing just stuck out to me. Within the show, music wise, no, I like there was no time where I was like hearing a song during a fight, and I was like, "Oh my god, this song right, is right. going so well!" Right. It didn't heighten fight. the moment. Yeah, no, yeah, it was just like kind of there, right? Uh huh. And honestly, the best part, like music wise, that we got to hear was uh, the Imperial March uh, that last scene with Vader. Yeah, and again, inspired by other music from the yeah. Star Wars franchise. Exactly. So yeah, I just didn't like that we got teased with you know prequel Star Wars music in the trailer, and yeah. We didn't get any of it. None. Is there anything in particular that you didn't like? Um, honestly not really. I think like most of my beef comes from like the first 3 episodes, honestly. Okay. Like the forest chase scene. <laughs> yeah, you've been talking about that yeah, one. Yeah, that's like probably one of my biggest beasts with it, but um no, honestly like that I don't really have any pet peeves that I saw okay. in these last 3 episodes. Right. I was I was pretty satisfied. Yeah. No, I mean overall, I was thoroughly, you know, entertained during this show yeah and you know obviously not the best show i've ever seen but definitely a good show right worth my time to watch right and i love that we got some more insight as to what obi-wan was doing in the 20 years from uh episode three and episode four right correct and yeah the finale was absolutely amazing um so based off of the Star Wars shows, where would you rank this finale? So we got the Mandalorian finales. We got Obi-Wan finale, Clone Wars, uh, Rebels. Which one has the best finale? Honestly, like, okay, well, I'm going to say Rebels is probably, like, the lowest. Okay. I mean, it's still great. Yeah. But the lowest compared to the rest of these, shit, maybe it's live action that's, like, you know making me want to say it's higher but um so i'll do mando season two at number one okay um i'll do clone wars at number two yeah obi-wan could be number three yeah all right i agree and then mando season one at four yeah rebels at at five yeah okay i can agree with that list uh yeah no mando season two finale holy shit so great so good oh my god Just the emotional connection that they were able to bring us with Din Djarin and Grogu. Yeah, and like obviously not the most like the most impactful season finale like to the Star Wars universe. Yeah, but you know, emotional as hell with these characters that we've developed such a strong connection to. I think that makes our point even stronger with it being that great because yeah, it's not of. Huge pivotal point within the Star Wars universe, no. but the fact that it was able to connect with its audience like it did, yeah, amazing, yeah, and of course, yes. freaking the Luke hallway, oh scene. my god, holy shit, oh my god, so good, so good. Uh, but I will say, Clone Wars finale is right behind it. That yeah, that as a very emotional one as well. Fucking love that finale. God damn, when Ahsoka's just sitting there and uh, it's playing that theme, um, Bearing the Dead. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then you have Vader coming yep. and picking up her lightsaber. Yep. You have that scene. Um. You have the whole, you know, Siege of Mandalore going on yep. in this season and uh, the moments we saw with her and Darth Maul. Well, and then, you know, you see Maul escaping uh, that ship um, and just how strong he was with the force with that hallway scene. Yeah. That was a great finale as well. But yeah, this Obi-Wan finale, definitely everything we really could have asked for. Yeah, and you know we all knew Vader was going to be such a huge part of it, yeah. and that final fight was great. It was so good. Don't really know if the scene with Reva and Luke was necessary, man. But I, they were, they were trying really hard to develop Reva's character. Yes, and I just don't think she made a strong connection with audiences. Yeah. So well, that's the thing too is like if you're trying to build this strong character arc and connection. Are they going to be bringing her back in, you know, her own spinoff or other shows? I feel like we're probably going to see her character again. Yeah, for sure. Because they, it seemed like they wanted to start. Yeah, make her a focal point. Yes. Yeah. Especially with Obi-Wan saying like, you know, your decisions, like they're up to you. Like Uh what you want to be is up to you. So definitely think they were trying to establish her as like a main character of Star Wars. Yeah. But also, we can't have any more uh, Uncle Owen slander as well, because Uncle Owen was a badass in this. Yeah, he was. So was Aunt Brew. Yeah, but I mean, freaking Owen had a lightsaber in his face. <laughs> he didn't give two fucks. No, he did not. And then just them fighting their way uh, out of the their hut, you know, with uh-huh. Riva. But yeah, definitely satisfied with the Obi Wan series. Glad we got to. Glad we got it to begin with. Yeah, no, I'm really glad, too, because everyone was really wondering, you know, what the hell happened with Obi-Wan between that time Mm -hmm. of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Definitely filled in some gaps and answered some questions that we wanted answered. Yeah, absolutely, and they honestly did a really good job with keeping the continuity of things as well. Yeah, they were paying a special attention to that. Yes. Um, (laughs) Just like they did when they were doing Clone Wars. yeah. You know, just like all these specific things like luke never seeing a lightsaber like he he didn't see reva's he was out of the hut before he could see it and he was passed out when she uh was about to kill him but didn't do it yep so all because you know the first time he saw one was when obi-wan showed it to Uh him and then obviously uh you know because of this we can get this show because in the new hope darth vader says he hasn't felt the presence of like this since, and then doesn't say anything. Yep. So leaves off with a little cliffhanger there. Yeah. And it uh, has definitely helped uh, with, uh, you know, these kinds of stories, yeah. because if he said something specific, there goes Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have that show. And not to mention, as well as um, Leia and Kenobi's relationship as well and how she knows him. Yeah. And uh, that was a relationship wasn't expecting to see, but glad we got to see it. Yeah, I really loved it. And I thought the child actress who played Princess Leia did an amazing job. She did. So overall, this was definitely a solid show. Obviously, there's always things that could be done differently or better. You know, we can sit here and nitpick. But overall, a great show. Agreed. So that's going to do it here for us at Blake's Takes, our Obi-Wan Kenobi review. Let us know what you thought of the show, if you liked it or if you didn't. Um, as always. I'm your host, Blake, and with me, my co-host, Garrett, and we will see you guys next time on Blake Stakes. See you guys.